This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 3, Halifax Town 1. This was a deeply satisfying match. Hugely enjoyable after a bad start. But Wrexham showed resilience, strength of character, quality and got there and made it an extremely memorable night under the massive floodlights. A game which started off with <laughs> Rob McElhenney's blimp of the Ryan, Re- well, the Ryan Reynolds Memorial blimp floating above the ground and ended with everybody from the home side walking on air. Halifax, the equal lowest scorers in the division, uh, but their form's improved lately. And they started well. In fact, I would argue they got their tactics spot on for the first 20 minutes. And we didn't in terms of our response to them. But partly through choice, I think, and partly through necessity, Halifax abandoned that approach and ultimately it would cost them dear. But the early signs were very good for them. They were very organised. They had... uh, really good pressing plan they were really putting pressure out wide which was restricting our space Elliot Lee starting in midfield in an unchanged team on the left hand side of the three was really immediately getting closed down the moment he picked her up there Uh, it was a rare sight of Elliot Lee failing to find space because normally he's so good at that and he would have a frustrating time of it struggling to find the targets with his passes because Halifax restricted space on the flank so well using the touchline as an, an extra defender to press and yeah Wrexham found it very difficult couldn't get any sort of momentum going in the early stages Halifax monopolized the ball as well for long periods the first real chances of the game well it started off with a corner to Wrexham it came back out James Jones had a ferocious shot but it was blocked and then Cook picked the ball up and went on a really good break for Halifax, which ended in a shot from the edge of the area, which Howard held fairly comfortably low down to his right. But that was a warning shot. In the 12th minute, Halifax went ahead. Soft penalty decision given to them. Maybe it was uh, ultimately counted against them because, well, they didn't maintain their game plan that much longer after the goal but anyway the penalty for me was soft Manny Disarova getting the ball in the box he's a big awkward gangling target man and he drew a foul from Luke Young he was looking for it certainly I think Young was impetuous as Disarova ran away from him he ran behind him and tried to stretch his leg around the big leggy striker to, to somehow make contact with the ball he didn't he did make contact with the man, yeah, we can't argue with any of that. The thing is, was there enough contact to knock him over? I would argue not. And also, was Disarova looking for the contact? When you look at it from the camera angle, there was a camera that Disarova was actually running towards. You can see he sticks his leg across and gets right in Young's path, draws the contact, and then goes down quite theatrically. The sort of thing that usually puts refs off. But uh, the referee on this occasion, Michael Barlow, pointed to the spot and Disa River slotted at home. Wrexham are furious. They were already angry because <laughs> there had been some bizarre incidents involving Ty Golden, the Halifax right back. I say bizarre, bizarre the, the way they were handled. In the opening moments, McFadgen beat him 
and was running into the penalty area unhindered, or would have been, but Golden has reached out and grabbed his wrist and wouldn't let go. A clear foul. And the rule of thumb is that if you're not trying to play the ball with your feet, if you're actually grabbing hold of people to stop them getting past you, you just get a yellow. The referee didn't. So that was a, a shock. Even more of a shock when about five minutes later, he was beaten again and responded by grabbing hold of his man near the edge of the box. And again, astonishingly, the ref didn't show the yellow. He finally did show Golden the yellow just after that goal when he went right through the back of his man and conceded the free kick. But there were, there were three, for me, cast iron yellows. And it set a tone. Wrexham extremely unhappy with the referee who felt like he was guessing on occasions. And that penalty call as well, as you'll see. Right. I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was soft. But if you're going to give it, you've got to keep giving challenges like that. And I know I'm biased, but I'm going to say it. Genuinely trying to be dispassionate. If the first one was a penalty, Wrexham really ought to have had four or five penalties. And that might sound crazy, but Halifax were very handsy when it came to defending set pieces. Virtually every set piece, you could probably make a case for a penalty. And considering what was given against Wrexham, a decent case. The first of those shouts came in the 21st minute. Toza with a huge throw towards the edge of the six-yard box. Mullen backing into Hunter. Goes down asking for the penalty. I mean, again, I'm just saying, compared to that last one, this was more of a penalty. I do think Mullen initiates the contact. He's backing in and he just jumps into him a little bit and hits the deck. But Hunter's got a firm grip of his shirt. He's not going anywhere, especially when you look at the photographs, the, the pictures that the media team have managed to take for us are, are wonderful in terms of illustrating this. <laughs> you can see from all angles, Hunter is holding on to Mullen. Of course, nothing given. A few minutes later, Wrexham's best moment so far in terms of build-up play. As well, an opportunity, he's toes of another long throw. It bounced awkwardly off Senior to fall to Palmer, who had a good chance 10 yards out, hit the snapshot, didn't quite get hold of it though, and Johnson did well to hold it low down to his left. Wrexham's still struggling for rhythm, but the fact of the matter is Halifax, after this very intense pressing game, went onto the back foot. Like I said, partly, I think, through choice. They had a lead to defend, but also through necessity because pressing ferociously like that is tiring and Wrexham was starting to push them back in their own box. Wrexham were not amazingly fluent, fluent, but the chances were starting to come. And as the half came to an end, they, it, the chances became a bit of a torrent. Firstly, Johnson, Jones, Jones winning the ball, and then a lovely move as Lee helped it on quickly to the right-hand side. Ford ripped a terrific cross to the far post, and Mullen, leaping high, was just beaten to it by Golden, who managed to head it just wide of the post for a corner. A minute later, Toza with another long throw. Hayden pulled to the ground by Arthur. Looked like a penalty, not given. Then another nice piece of play. <clears throat> James Jones chipping the ball over to the right-hand side. An excellent pass. Ford accelerating pass Senior into the box. Chipping a brilliant ball into the far post. McFadgen met it with a looping header. Keeper had no chance. The ball hit the bar and bounced away. However... Having chased Ford back into the box, Senior lunged in and scissor tackled him in the box. <laughs> it's a penalty. It's, there is no other interpretation. Referee wave play on. 
Four minutes for the end of the half. A slip by Deborah leaves Mullen one on one. The defender recovers really well though to get a challenge in. The ball falls to Palmer, whose shot is driven and blocked into the bar. Ricochets back out and Lee tries to curl it, doesn't get it right, can't bring it back in, and it goes wide. And then the last minute of the 45, another long throw by Toza. For once Wrexham managing to evade the grips of defenders and get ahead on it, but Palmer, who is being held, heads the ball over from six yards out. Second half, Wrexham again fairly quickly got into their rhythm. Young sweeping in a foul. Again, Hayden being fouled. This one off the ball, definite penalty. Uh, they were just... Well, I mean, look, I don't actually blame Halifax for their policy of grabbing hold of the, of play, the big players at the set pieces. I mean, if I was in charge of a team and I could see that the referee was not going to penalise shirt-pulling from set-pieces at all, I would be saying, right, if, if Hayden runs at you, you've conceded the goal. If he gets a run on you, you're not going to beat him in the air. So so block him off, foul him off the ball so he never gets there in the first place. They were blatantly doing it, but this referee, I'm afraid, couldn't see that or chose not to see that. I, I don't know what was going on in his mind. All I know is a lot of very obvious decisions weren't given. Wrexham continued, and Johnson, the goalkeeper of Halifax, who consistently makes great saves against Wrexham, came up trumps again. Ford with deflected cross, a flew in the air. A poor punch initially by Johnson. Mullen with a really good chance, 15 yards out. Surprisingly for him, he didn't show the usual composure. He pulled a poor, weak shot, but it fell for Palmer. A glorious opportunity just outside the six-yard box. He had a clear sight of half the goal, and to be honest, he should have scored. Having said that, although his shot gave the keeper a chance, it was still a fabulous save by Johnson, who'd gone to ground a little early, smashed with power above him from close range, and he somehow managed to get his hands up and push it over the bar. Absolutely outstanding. Wrexham well on top, but having to work really hard to create the chances. And so, as we know, when Phil Parkinson's concerned about how things are going, he doesn't hesitate. 62 minutes gone, he makes the big change. Jordan Tunnicliffe, who'd been very good at the back, is brought off, not because of anything he's done wrong, but because we're going to switch the four at the back, put Jordan Davis into the diamond, and try to push forwards with a different shape. And it worked very swiftly. Wrexham starting to find shape because of the change of formation. And, well, within three minutes of the change, Wrexham had scored. In the lead-up to it, wait for it, Probably should have had a penalty. Toza with a long throw. And again, Hayden manhandled. No penalty given. But Wrexham kept the ball alive. Put another ball in the box. It was headed to the edge of the area. And Toza met it with a, a strike with the outside of his right foot. Which, I've got to be honest, until I saw the, <laughs> the highlights, uh, the, the replay, and I'm sad to say this, <clears throat> looked like an amazing goal. Struck it with the outside of his right foot. And it looped over the keeper and dropped perfectly into the top left corner. Having seen the replays, there's just a little nick on it. A defender lunging at it. It hits him, and that puts the spin on it. And so there's a big element of luck in it. But Wrexham deserved the luck, really, because they weren't getting it from the officials. And pushed on. The crowd in the second half, absolutely magnificent. Been a little bit restless in the first half. Understandably, because Wrexham struggled to keep find their rhythm. Second half... <clears throat> constant barrage by Wrexham, attack against the fence. Halifax had a couple of sharp breakaways, to be fair, but never looked like they were going to take advantage of them particularly. I've got to say, 
they are the lowest scorers on the division, and you could sort of see why because they get they only score because they're getting a soft penalty, and they were getting into decentest positions, but didn't really look like they had much finish to them. So Wrexham pushing for the winner. In the 73rd minute, Johnson repels them with an utterly magnificent double save. I mean, this really was terrific goalkeeping. <clears throat> Halifax, to be fair, should were right in arguing that neither save should have been made because a Halifax player went down with what appeared to be a head injury in the six-yard box and was lying in the six-yard box, and incredibly, the referee ignored it. Wrexham were glad, though, because Lee got the ball from the clear set-piece and drove in a shot. At first, it looked like Johnson had just misjudged it and should have held on to it. But again, on looking at the replay, there's a deflection that just takes it away from him. Plus, he's got a man lying down in front of him. He does really well to push it to his left, but the ball rolls temptingly across the open goal with Johnson flat on the floor, about a yard out, if that. Johnson... Looks like he's not going to get a chance to recover. Hayden sprinting to knock it into an empty net. But Johnson, amazingly, I mean, goalkeepers do practice this save, get on the floor, up again, try to save again. But this was the uh, that in, in spades. He lunged across and just managed to block Hayden as he hit the ball towards the goal from point-blank range. A remarkable stretching save. Wrexham kept going, kept putting on the pressure. The ball played in again to Palmer in the left channel. A great chance. Cuts inside well. One-on-one -on -one with Johnson. Drills it to the keeper's left. The keeper does ever so well to stretch and make another great save with his left foot. The ball going at speed across the open goal. And, pa and Hayden cruelly is about one step too far forwards. He can only make contact with it as it goes past him, behind him. And the chance momentarily is gone although moments later Johnson's called into action again and this time he was a little bit lucky a lovely build-up on the right between the two centre-backs Hayden and Toza who stayed up after the set piece Hayden back healing it and James Jones hitting a powerful shot which Johnson fumbled and just managed to shovel in an ugly manner around the post he nearly pushed it onto the inside of the post and in for a goal 12 minutes left, and Parkinson doubles down looking for the goal. He brings off Lee and brings on Sam Dolby, who would be very, very sharp. He did a really good short shift of, of hard work. In fact, he was terribly unlucky not to score soon after he came on. Just three minutes after he comes on, Palmer playing the ball in towards the edge of the area and following his pass in. Dolby receives it, though, pivots and hits a terrific snapshot, which caught everyone unawares, which hit the post and flew behind for a goal kick. An excellent effort. Johnson had no chance with it. But two minutes later, Wrexham did a good breakthrough, and it was the other substitute who struck, and what a lovely goal it was. Jordan Davis getting the ball in midfield, feeding a super little pass, curved around his man to find Palmer, who was pinning his marker on the edge of the area. Palmer backs in, holds on to it, waits, and then plays a perfectly weighted square return pass to Davis, who's followed his pass into the box. And Davis, it's on his right foot, so what's he going to do? From 10 yards out, he gets his, somehow wraps his left foot right around it and hits it beautifully with the outside of his left foot inside the right post. A terrific, fluent, intelligent goal. The weight and contact of every touch, perfect, and Wrexham have the lead. And in all honesty, <coughs> the facts didn't really look like they had much to to bring to the party. <coughs> they didn't threaten. Wrexham looked comfortable and in the 90th minute got the third goal that they deserved. And this was a highly entertaining one. Hayden 
who'd been manhandled all along, stays on the halfway line and wrecks him in a corner. He starts to jog forwards belatedly. He appears to ask permission, either from Toza or Parkinson. Should I keep going? And gets the nod. What this has the effect of doing, and I'd love it if it was a plan, but I suspect it wasn't, is that his markers now can't pick him up because he arrives incredibly late. He jogs in his long run from the halfway line, times it to perfection, Young sweeps it in, and Hayden, with the momentum of this super long run-up, meets it with a magnificent header. I mean, we know he can jump, but goodness me, to all angles, it looks to me like the ball is higher than the crossbar, or at least as high as it, and yet Hayden gets over it and heads it downwards in power. Johnson's got no chance, a brilliant header. Hayden continues his... Terrific runner scoring four goals in the last four games, five in the last seven. He's a centre-back and runs off in glorious celebration. Celebration so glorious of a goal so wonderful that if you watch the highlights, you'll see that when they cut from him to the crowd, there's a man in the front of the stand waving his crutches in the air. Hayden's goal was so good, it healed the lame. So, a, a smashing performance, coming back from adversity, once again, three goals in a half at the race course. And yeah, a really hugely entertaining night with the fans making terrific noise and a blimp. Looking at the individual performances, how it had nothing to do, really. Uh, only a simple save, letting a penalty. <clears throat> His distribution was good. He suited the, the dynamic of the game. Of course, he does keep the goal, ball moving. Not just to, you know, those long passes which managed to find players, but... He keeps the ball moving at the back, you know, when we're trying to chase a game and the ball's going backwards. He's quickly shifting the point of, of the start of the attack, you know, just keeping that momentum and rhythm going. But he had nothing to do in terms of goalkeeping in real in truth. Across the back, the three centre-backs, just like at Bournemouth, were absolutely outstanding. Uh, Hayden and Toza, in particular, were really not just defending well. I mean, they spent so much time in the other side's half. They both scored. They were both driving Wrexham forwards. Two players who took massive responsibility for the game situation. For me, Hayden uh, was magnificent. Toza, for me, just nicked the Man of the Match award. Um, but uh, in commentary on Wrexham player, two against one, we went for Hayden. And frankly, I, I can see why. They were both terrific. I gotta say, when we took Tunnicliffe off, I was thinking he could be one of the match. He did very well defensively. He's not as comfortable going forwards, but he's okay. Um, and he was getting forwards a little bit, and he's very solid defensively. He's only he's only brought off because we're going to change to four at the back, and in doing so, well, I mean, he's the obvious one because Toza's got his long throwings and Aiden got his headers. So if we're trying to chase a game, those two are both goal threats. But a very, very good performance again from Tullincliffe, who is making an excellent belated start to his Wrexham career. In midfield, Young, I've seen him at better games. But typically, he was non-stop and looking to drive the team forwards and digging in. Uh, and his positional now allowed the wing-backs to play as wingers, essentially. Jones, I thought, did really well. His passing not always right, but his energy, again, really good. And he does get into shooting positions, too, and tested the keeper. Lee had a frustrating one, but I, I, I don't feel too worried about it, if I'm honest. He's trying to fit into this the formation of last season now. That's what we're trying, and his work rate's very good. Halifax didn't want him to get space, and they successfully denied him that. 
Okay. So he didn't find his targets, but there'll be other games where he will work that space and punish teams. He's allowed to have a game where things don't quite work for him. The wing-backs did terrifically well. Ford on the right had real-end products. He was finding players. Really good delivery. And he won a penalty, but it wasn't given. Likewise, on the left-hand side, McFadgen is full of energy when he's chasing the game, driving up, being dangerous. So unlucky when he hit the bar. He looks so dangerous, and yet he hasn't scored for us yet. Um, so they both showed great energy and determination and quality. And then up front. Well, obviously, Mullen and Palmer... Neither of them scored, unusually. First time neither of them scored in the home game since the first game of the season. Palmer really grew into the game, and a lot of moves were revolving around him in the second half, so he was threatening. He missed a couple of chances. I think he'll be frustrated that. He'll feel he could have taken them. But he had a decent enough game, a solid game. It was difficult for the strikers as well, because they were constantly being fouled, and the referee was allowing it. So there was the shirt-tugging was de rigueur. Mullen had a quiet game by his standards, but still had some good moments. And if you want to see the quality of the man, look at the very end of the game, the final whistle. Because he's worked so hard, and he's still willing to roll his sleeves up and put in the proper effort. And so in the very last minutes of added time, we're defending a corner. It gets cleared. He gets it on the edge of the Wrexham box and goes on a fabulous run down the right-hand side. He has four Halifax players trailing in his wake and they just can't get close enough to challenge him. He just drives on with pace, determination to the corner of the pitch when he slows down and allows one of them to knock the ball out for the throw-in and the ref blows his final whistle. And I just think, there you are. Your gala player, your fancy player, who's not had as successful a day as he'd like. Doesn't mean he's going to sulk. I can think of certain expensive, high-quality strikers who do sulk. Maybe no names. <laughs> um, but Mullen just keeps going. He knows, even though the game's probably safe anyway, and he could have just hoofed up the pitch. No, I, I'm going to do the job properly. And, and the Claret loved it. The bloke is terrific. And even if he doesn't manage to get in the score sheet or quite influence games he likes to, he'll do things like that to show he's a wholehearted competitor. So great stuff. Huge kudos to Parkinson, who made a change, which made a difference. And they made a second change to put more goal threat on the pitch, which also made a difference. One of his substitutes scored. Clearly, that was clever. A change of shape worked. It caught Halifax out. They just started to struggle to, to work out what they were going to do. And we continue to win at home. A remarkable record at home. And, well, let's see what Saturday brings. But with a final score of Wrexham 3, Halifax Town 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.